All right. Hey, welcome to Liquid Church, everybody. Great to see you guys. I'm Pastor Tim. Welcome to our big spring kickoff. Uh, it is spring, and that means two things around these parts. The weather is getting warmer and the arrival of new t-shirts. Can we hear it for our dream team at every campus? We praise God for you guys. This is a very short spring series, and let me tell you kind of what it's about. It's called Dream Team, and if you're new to our church, um, right now at your campus, the Dream Team is a group of extraordinary people who are using their God-given gifts to change the world, literally. I'm serious. Right now at every campus, there are Dream Teamers who are uh, spending all their talents and energies bringing clean water uh, to thirsty kids on the other side of the world. Uh, Dream Teamers who are mentoring the next generation of kids and students and high schoolers to follow Jesus. Uh, Dream Teamers who are using their media and video and photography skills uh, to bring the Bible to life visually. Uh, There are singers, there's musicians, there are artists who are using their musical gifts to lead thousands in worship. Dream Teamers are translating the gospel for our, into a new language for our Spanish-speaking friends, and on and on and on. At our church, at every campus, the Dream Team is really our core group of all-in Christ followers who have kind of locked arms together, and we're like, we're going to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ across New Jersey. Now, if you're here today, and you're, you got your serving t-shirt, you're already serving on a Dream Team, you have my heartfelt thanks. Truly, as your pastor, I thank God for every single one of you. You literally are the heartbeat of our church. But if you're not on a team, my hope today is that by the time our service ends and we're cutting it short today, you're gonna be inspired to actually get yourself a Dream Team t-shirt and join a team serving at your campus this spring. I'm serious, today I'm cutting the sermon short. It's an Easter miracle. You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, so that you can actually go out, meet some of the team leaders, and sign up. And when you do, you actually get a t-shirt, a free t-shirt today, because we believe at Liquid, this is maybe different for you. Some people think like, well, my faith is a private thing. At, at Liquid, we believe Christianity is a team sport, amen? In other words, your faith is meant to be put into practice with other Christians. And at Liquid, we have a saying, teamwork makes God's dream work. Can you say that with me? Teamwork makes God's dream work. In fact, today, I'm going to introduce you to 10 different teams that you have to choose from. In your program, if you got a program today, that's because there were Dream Teamers this week who, who folded them and put it inside. When you pull this out, the Dream Teamers put an insert in here, and you'll see there's like little banners and flags on it so that you can follow along. You're going to see the names of all our key teams like Liquid Family and Roadies, uh, Media and Worship, Spanish Translation. But also notice on here, you're going to see some new ones like the Clean Water Cafe. What's that? Uh, hospitality, parking, prayer, you name it, we have a role for you to play in this church. And every role is vital to fulfilling our God-given vision, all right? Our, the teamwork of this church really makes God's dream work. Now, what dream are we talking about? It's not just any dream. I'm talking specifically about God's dream for New Jersey. At Liquid, we have a God-sized vision, and that is to saturate our state with the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is, uh, New Jersey has 9 million residents, and we have a, a big, big goal. We want every man and woman and child to understand three things, okay? That number one, that God the Father loves them unconditionally, that Jesus, his son, was crucified and raised for them, and three, the Holy Spirit actually wants to fill them to change their neighborhood, change the world, and live securely in the Father's love forever, amen? 
Now, our state, home to 9 million people, very densely populated, very diverse. We're a church of three to 4,000 people, meaning it's a drop in the bucket, okay? So if we're gonna saturate the state with the good news of Jesus Christ, we need all hands on deck this spring to make God's dream a reality. I don't know if you know this. Um, our church, we turned 10 years old this spring. Did you know that? Uh, happy birthday to you. Yeah, in just a few weeks on Easter Sunday, we're gonna celebrate our 10th anniversary as a church. We actually launched this church, my, my wife remembers, uh, back in Easter 2007. And when we started, we had about 300 volunteers and about enough cash to survive about three months, okay? And I remember, you remember this? The, the first weekend, we put on our, our T-shirts, you know, and we wondered, we're like, is anybody gonna show up? Well, they did. Uh, and more importantly, God showed up. And we've really been on a rocket ship ride ever since, We've experienced uh, over the last decade just rapid growth and changed lives. From those original 300 volunteers who started the church, we now had over 4,000 attending our last series on Revelation. Praise God, that was awesome. And over 1,000 of those are children. We passed the 1,000 mark with children. So understand, we're blessed to be a young church, okay? We're raising the next generation of Christ followers. And, uh, and it's largely new believers. We have now baptized over 1,600 people in Jesus' name. That is awesome in New Jersey, okay? This is one of the reasons we named our church Liquid because we're like, you know what? New Jersey is one of the most spiritually dry regions in the country. It really is, right? This is not the deep south, right? This is not Atlanta where there's a church on every corner. This is not Texas where like, you know, oh, football and faith is just part of the fabric, you know, cultural Christianity. In many ways, the Northeast is a post-Christian culture. For instance, do you know where the American Atheist Association has its headquarters? Cranford, New Jersey. Okay? They're, they picked our state, okay, <laughs> to have the atheist headquarters. In other words, because people at our state are very wary and they're cynical of organized religion. In many ways, some with good cause. But that's why we believe there's a need for liquid. Liquid's a metaphor for the living water of Jesus Christ poured through fresh new wineskins. We believe the unchurched and the overchurched both need to hear the message of God's unconditional grace in a fresh way that connects with their hearts and their minds. Amen? It's been humbling for us to see what God's done over the last decade. Uh, by God's grace, our church has, has multiplied from our original one location to six campuses around north central Jersey, with more to come. Our next stop is Jersey City, where we're going to have our first urban campus. Excited about that. And in fact, one day we hope, by God's grace, to have a campus in every county. How many counties are there in New Jersey? Do you know? 21, all right? All the way from the tip of Sussex down to Cape May, we want a short campus. Praise God, okay? 21 counties, 21 campuses, or we'll die trying. Uh, but here's the deal. Um, I want to tell you today that we've kind of reached a tipping point. You know what I mean? Like kind of things like tip over, it's not sustainable. Um, but God's provided in a huge way. On Monday, we celebrated a historic moment as a church. Our staff from every campus actually came together and we moved into our brand new offices at our broadcast campus in Parsippany. Can we hear for that? Huge thanks to everybody who was praying, our contractor, Charlie Bouts. We actually received our temporary certificate of occupancy to move into the second floor offices at our broadcast campus. Super exciting. I can't wait for you to see it. We're going to have open houses this spring. But we had about 100 staff kind of come out to celebrate. You can see uh, Pastor John here uh, planting his campus flag there in Somerset. People were very excited. 
and construction is really coming along nicely. We have made excellent progress. Can't wait to open the whole building this summer. This is a 125,000 square foot facility. It really is a gift from God. And we are building classrooms, um, a state-of-the-art auditorium and kids space. And God willing, guys, this is going to serve as Liquid's kind of hub of operations, the heart and lungs of the movement, to support our current campuses, but then open new ones and saturate our state for decades to come until we hand it over to the next generation, okay? Why am I telling you all this? Because you need to understand what's happening at your church is not normal. (laughs) This is not normal, right? You understand that? In Revelation, I told you what normal looks like in America. In America... 80% of all churches are plateaued or declining. They're dying, okay? Not just individual churches, it's entire denominations closing the doors or going down, closing the doors as they kind of let go of biblical truth and embrace only social causes. They drift further and further from Christ. Very, very tragic. Normal in America is that every year, 3,500 churches close their doors for good. Okay, that's 300 churches a month, 60 a week. Today, as I'm speaking to you, 10 churches will close the doors, bolt it, never to minister again in their community. That's normal, okay? But for some reason, God, in his sovereign will, chose you and you and you and you and you and me to be part of a fresh move of the Holy Spirit, amen? You're part of a renewal movement, the spirit of Jesus actually bringing revival to his church in the northeast of all places, And I really believe that every one of you has a unique role to play on the team to bring God's dream for New Jersey to life. Let me show you what I'm talking about. I'm going to invite you to open your Bible to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 6, you can flip there in your phone. Um, I want to show you a snapshot from the early church. This is 2,000 years ago, what it looked like when the Holy Spirit was really moving powerfully. And the people joined God's dream for his church. Now, let me give you a little background, right? Because we just spent seven weeks in Revelation. And Revelation reveals what the church looks like in decline, right? Where it's kind of weak and dying. But Acts paints the opposite picture. It paints a picture of what the church looks like in revival, when it is strong and powerful, when there's, there's bold preaching and there's passionate worship. In fact, if you read this week, the first five chapters of Acts, you're like, this is, it's incredible. They experienced miracles all the time. There were there were signs, there were wonders, there were supernatural healings and outpourings of the Holy Spirit. And what's weird about it is that the early church, the Christians here, were being persecuted, right? People were extremely hostile to this message of new life through Jesus Christ. But the more the church got persecuted, the more it grew. Remember Jesus' words, persecution's a blessing. And at one point, um, the apostle Peter, he preached this kind of bold message, you know, of repentance. Repent, you killed Jesus, trust in him. 3,000 people are converted on the spot. It's like just add water, boom, instant mega church, right? But here's the deal. It would be easy for us to idealize the early church. If you read the first five chapters before this, you're going to be like, wow, the miracles, the generosity, the fellowship, this is the perfect church. But the reality is the early church had problems, just like we do today, right? Because no church is perfect. In fact, you know what they say. If you find a perfect church, for heaven's sakes, don't join it. You'll wreck it, right? That's the reality. Every church has problems because it's full of people, right? And even the small stuff can threaten God's dream if the team doesn't kind of pull together and play their part. So let's look at Acts 6. Read the first seven verses. Here's what it says. But as the believers rapidly, what's this word? 
multiplied, there were rumblings of discontent. Doesn't take long, does it? (laughs) Uh, The Greek-speaking believers, what'd they do? Complained about the Hebrew-speaking believers, saying that their widows were being discriminated against in the daily distribution of food. So, stop here. Early church, it's like ours, it was rapidly multiplying. What does that mean? It was growing. It was making new converts, taking fresh ground for the kingdom. And one of the ministries was a meals ministry. They distributed food to widows who had nobody to care for them, right? Great idea for a ministry, meals ministry, right? Just a way to show Christ's compassion for those who who are kind of sometimes last in line. The church said, we're going to feed widows and orphans. Beautiful, just one problem. Acts says there were rumblings of discontent, and the Greek-speaking believers complained about the Hebrew-speaking ones, saying their widows were being discriminated against in the daily distribution of food. See, at this point, it's kind of weird because the Christian church was made almost entirely of Jewish believers. And those Jews from Jerusalem spoke Hebrew, as you might expect. And those born outside Israel spoke Greek. So this is a multi-ethnic congregation, which led to a problem, okay? As they were serving food in the cafeteria or wherever it was they kind of gathered, the Greek-speaking Christians were like, hey... What about us? Can I, can I get a refill? Oh, for heaven's sakes. Hey, we were here first. We're first in like, can we get? They're giving it to the Jewish people ahead of us. What gives? I want you to capture this. <laughs> what is the huge spiritual crisis in the early church that threatens the growth of the gospel? A hospitality hiccup, right? The Holy Spirit's moving. Thousands are being converted. And what's the problem? Hey, people are cutting in front of me in the cafe line, Right? It's very New Jersey. This is funny to me. I've read through this and I, you know, it seems like a little footnote in the Bible, but everything comes to a stop in the early church. And what is the deep theological crisis? People cutting the cafe line. Don't you love it when humanity comes out? I mean, seriously, think about this. This simple hospitality issue becomes an epic evangelism obstacle because the outsiders feel like the insiders are getting preferential treatment. Verse 2, so the 12, that is Jesus' dream team of 12 disciples, called a meeting of all the believers, the whole church, get together. They said, you know, we apostles should spend our time teaching the word of God, not running a food program. And so, brothers, select seven men who are what? Well-respected and are full of the spirit and wisdom. We will give them this responsibility then we apostles can spend our time in prayer and teaching the word. Translation, guys, I want you to bring the whole team together. Everybody in this church needs to come onto the playing field if we're going to realize God's dream for Jerusalem. We need everybody on on deck to help serve this hospitality issue. I mean, think about this. The 12 disciples were like, hey, our responsibility, we we got to preach the word. We got to communicate the message of Jesus. But you know what we need? That's not enough for this church. We need new leaders who have the gift of hospitality and they're willing to put on aprons and they are smart. Remember, what's a a criteria? They're super smart and they're spirit-filled and they're willing to put on an apron and say, you know what? I will serve. I will serve in the place of greatest demand. I'll help solve this hospitality issue. And watch this. They're gonna train other new leaders to make new converts feel welcome, right? It makes sense, right? Hospitality is a critical role of the church. It's one of the ways that we roll out the red carpet and we show the love of Christ to people. 
It's like when you invite someone to your home, right? You get ready. You give them something to eat or drink, and you make them feel welcome, especially those in need. I mean, you guys get this. Remember last Christmas? What did we do? We fed and prepared 500,000 meals for homeless people all across New Jersey, which was a huge blessing to them and a logistical nightmare for us, okay? That doesn't like just magically happen. <laughs> Why did that happen? Because there was a dream team of outreach leaders at your campus who had gifts that organized the people with spreadsheets, uh, prepare the meals so we could pack them, so, all, so that we could obey Christ's command to feed the hungry, make that a reality. Guys, that's the heart of our church. When we proclaim the gospel, we do so in word and deed. And more and more in a post-Christian culture, you better lead with deed. In other words, when people are cynical about it, you have to go the extra mile to love and serve and take care of them before you share the gospel. Why? Because you know New Jersey. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. The early apostles understood this. And so they called this whole, the whole church-wide meeting together, and here's the solution they said. They said, we apostles should spend our time teaching the word of God, not running a food program. And so, brothers, select seven men who are well-respected, full of the spirit and wisdom, and we'll give them this responsibility. Did you notice something? What does God's dream depend on? It depends on an army of people getting off of the seats from the sidelines, stepping onto the field and say, I'll serve. I'll take this responsibility. I will sweat the seemingly small stuff. See, guys, even though God's dream is global, it starts with super small stuff like, like serving coffee or, or packing meals or, or wiping the nose of a child, greeting a newcomer with a smile and a handshake. Even though it seems like a small hospitality hiccups, the apostles realize they're like, hey, we got a problem here and we're not the solution. <laughs> we need new leaders who will step up to serve and say, count me in, I'll join the dream team. I'll actually wait on tables. What do you like? Do you like Splenda with your coffee? You know, I don't know what they serve in the cafeteria. But don't you dare think this is insignificant. This isn't like the disciples being arrogant, like, uh, you know, we're too busy preaching the Bible to be waiting tables. <laughs> Uh, we're going to be doing the very important word of proclaiming God's word. Somebody else, you know, clean up the tables. That's not what's happening here. Look at the criteria. Look what God's word lays out. If you want to serve in the cafe, we need people who are well-respected, full of what? Full of Coors Light? No, full of the spirit and what? Wisdom. Criteria to work in the cafe in God's church, you better be spirit-filled and super smart. Guys, you understand? God's dream is so big, there are no insignificant tasks in his church. Whether you are helping park cars, or you are setting up a stage, or you're mentoring a middle schooler, or you are entering data in a computer, every role is vital to the vision. Teamwork makes God's dream work. I know, some of you are like, I think you're overstating it. Look what happens in Act 6. What's the result of solving this little hospitality issue? They pick seven leaders, they lay hands on them, look at the impact, verse seven. Here's how the whole passage ends. So God's message, what? Continued to spread. The number of believers, what? Greatly increased in Jerusalem, and many of the Jewish priests were, what? Converted to. Translation, the gospel multiplied. The rest is history. Literally, the early church, it says it greatly increased in Jerusalem. It rippled out into Judea then Samaria crossed the ocean to the ends of the earth. And 2,000 years later, it washed up on the Jersey shore. You know, here we are, right? Think about that. 
I mean, this is a footnote. I know you're like, oh, you know, Apostle Paul, Apostle Peter. If these seven spirit-filled, super smart believers in the early church hadn't raised their hand and said, you know what, I'm in. I'll do that. Count on me to serve. I will take responsibility. I don't just go to the church. I am the church. You and I wouldn't be here today. Think about that. See, guys, there's no hierarchy of heroes in Jesus' church. Every part contributes mightily to the whole. And without this hospitality, the best preaching won't make a dent. That's why we always tell our dream teamers, we're like, you understand, the preaching in this church starts in the parking lot. It's not when I get up to to start talking. When new guests come to our church, the sermon doesn't start when I speak. New people are already making decisions about the authenticity of God's love when they, they pull in and they're met by a member of our parking team who doesn't just say, over here, park over here, next one. <laughs> Actually greets them with a smile, waves with their Mickey hand, howdy, here, they roll down the window, hey kids, high four. And we welcome them. We take a page out of Disney because we wanna, we wanna put people at ease, let them know we have fun and we love them. And then they come in, they're greeted by a friendly face, somebody with all their teeth and, and they hand them a program. <laughs> It's a gift, people. It's a spiritual gift. And, uh, and they, they come in, and now I got kids, and they check them in, the kids, into Liquid Family. And there are people who are screened at Liquid Family, and they're trained age-appropriate. Then they get a cup of warm coffee to just kind of make them feel at home. And when they arrive in the auditorium, where you're sitting, where our worship leaders kind of use all of their musical gifts and their vocal talents to engage them. And when God speaks and their heart gets touched, there's actually people available to pray with them after the service. Guys, in Jesus' church, teamwork makes God's dream work. There are no insignificant roles. Every role is vital to our vision of saturating the state with the gospel. You know who gets this? Robin and Victor. Robin and Victor are, are two of my friends. They, um, they bring God's dream to life at their campus in big ways. They make an eternal difference. But rather than tell you what they do, I ask them to show you. Check this out. And the best thing about serving on the parking team, it's an amazing feeling to put a smile on a little kid's face, just waving at them with the hand, and they're all happy and joyous, and the parents get happy, and they come in here with a great feeling, ready to worship. It's an honor to be the first person to open the door. Hey, how are you? Greet them, see how they're doing. I was motivated to join the Clean Water Cafe team because I have a heart for people. I have a heart to serve. Um, I love serving around food, around coffee. Um, and I was really blessed to be able to go on a missions trip to Rwanda. And I saw firsthand what clean water can do for people. So excited to be the hands and feet of Jesus serving in Rwanda. But I also love being the heart of Jesus right here in the Clean Water Cafe and just using my heart to love people and serve people. The best thing about serving on this team is that it's relational. You get to build bridges, you get to serve delicious coffee. It's just a really warm and inviting place to serve. Here at Liquid, you belong once, when you walk in the front door, you belong here and we are so happy to um, put you on a team and walk alongside you for your journey. If you would ask me five years ago, I would have told you, what is this? What is church? I was a lost sheep. I am blessed to have God in my life. I'm blessed that I'm here right now and I'm blessed to be part of an amazing team and an amazing church. Victor and Robin represent hundreds of dream teamers who serve every single Sunday. Can we hear it for all of them? We praise God for you guys. You are the heartbeat of our church. Teamwork makes God's dream work. In fact, did you know this? This is kind of cool. Um, Our church now has a total of 1,150 active volunteers, leaders 
who serve on any given Sunday on their campus dream team. That's incredible. And you may be new and you may be like, man, that sounds like a lot. Like, you know, why do you need me? We do, we do, we do, we do, we do, we do. Okay, listen. We have roles open on every single team, and this spring we're actually um, launching brand new ministry teams that you've never heard of before. And to showcase them, I want to actually invite the dream team leaders at your campus to come forward into this room. Would you welcome them? Come on in, guys. Give them a hand. All the dream team leaders, give them a hand. Here they come. Oh. Here they come. Look at them over here. Over here. Yeah, awesome. Come on in, all the dream teams at all of our campuses. All right, that's awesome. That's, stop the dancing. We're in church, people. We're in church. Awesome. I remember this one. High School Musical, that's enough. Thank you. Everybody, <laughs> people of a certain age love it, right? Um, here's the deal, and this is kind of awkward, too, because you see, don't tell them. Hold your ears, dream teamers. Everybody thinks their team is number one. Okay, you're all God's favorites, okay? Now, here's the deal. If you, you notice here, they're all wearing our new T-shirts, and you are actually going to get a chance to get one of these free T-shirts in literally like 10 minutes because we're ending the service early for you to go out and join a team at your campus. Literally, you can do that today. But notice there are some new teams on the menu. If you take a look at that little menu, that map that I gave you, the team list in your program, you'll notice the first one is the Clean Water Cafe. This is a new team that we're launching when we open our broadcast campus in Parsippany, and we're going to roll this out at every campus this summer. It's really a chance for us to do basic hospitality. That is welcome new guests with a you know, warm cup of coffee and tell them about our clean water vision. Here's the deal. If you're new to liquid, uh, most of our leaders, they are filled with the Holy Spirit and caffeine, okay? They are, they are blessed and highly caffeinated, all right? Uh, but it's not just caffeine. This is important. This is different than maybe what you think. This is coffee with a cause. This idea was birthed when we visited Rwanda last year. We met children like Margarita who lack access to clean drinking water. That's the, the traditional water source that she drinks from. And in her village, it makes them sick, actually cuts their lifespan in half. So as a church, we have embraced clean drinking water as our global missions cause. And here's incredible progress we have now drilled over 70 clean water wells around the world. Yeah, that's saving. Guys, that's saving over 60,000 lives in the process. Well, here's the cool news. When we launch the Clean Water Cafe on Sundays, we're going to give free coffee to all of our guests. Right now, we have free coffee at some campuses. Others don't have it. The Greek widows are like, why not? All that business. <laughs> But we're actually going to offer free coffee to all of our guests. And here's the cool part. For every cup of coffee that we serve our new guests, our church is going to donate a dollar to the clean water cause. To date, we've donated $2.2 million to thirsty children around the world. So understand, this is coffee with a cause. As you get your caffeine fix on Sunday, kids like Margarita get clean water. So you don't have to feel like guilty about your addiction, all right? So if you have, listen, listen, if you've been on a clean water trip, like you've gone overseas and stuff, one of the things we want is for you to share that story. So if you've been on a clean water trip overseas, sign up for this team today, because we'd love for you to share your story and really be a clean water champion as you show hospitality to new guests. You don't just get the t-shirt, you get to wear this cool apron and all that kind of stuff. Now, if you're not a front of house kind of person, uh, you're like, I like serving behind the teams, I'm going to encourage you to, to sign up for our data team, okay? Computer, computer nerds unite. 
this is your moment, okay? Seriously, like if, you're, if your love language is like spreadsheets and organizing things, you know, entering data on the laptop, this is a huge deal for our church. Like how do you organize everything? When new families come, how do you register the kids? How do we keep track of prayer requests? That's because on Sundays and sometimes on Wednesdays, volunteers with their laptops actually enter in all that data. So I want to encourage you, if you have that gift, please let us know. Um, family is probably our biggest group of volunteers. Let's hear it for you. They have a mission to help kids and students, really next generation, develop a faith that sticks. And here's kind of a fascinating fact. This is cool. Uh, during the Revelation series, Pastor Hosill told me an interesting fact. Um, we literally just surpassed the over 1,000 children mark on Sundays. So this is a huge mile mark, over 1,000 kids now in our family ministry. So we have a rapidly growing population of kids and students, which is great, but we have now a problem, okay? Let me try to make this as clear as I can. The problem is this. The reproduction rate <laughs> of new babies at Liquid is outpacing the reproduction rate of new leaders, Okay. In other words, there are more babies coming aboard than dream teamers to love on them. So let's just pause and celebrate. Great job at procreation, everybody. Oh, look at you. You were very excited about that one. Now, we need to reproduce new leaders for family really at every campus. So whether it is holding infants in the nursery, you're leading a small group of fourth grade boys or middle school girls, or you're serving as a buddy to a special needs student, we need you, okay? Um, there is a background check, if you notice, on the, on the sheet there that's required. So parents, just to set your mind at ease, it's not like, T-shirt, go handle infants. We like have a rigorous background check. <laughs> Hospitality is the team I want to direct you to if you have no idea where you want to serve, okay? This is really just about making people feel right at home. Uh, the Bible talks a lot about um, welcoming the stranger and treating them like family. And that is really our hope that like every Sunday, guys, again, as part of a growing church, here's what it means. It means we have non-Christian people people who are prodigal sons and daughters, and they were out last night uh, partying, and, and they have no clue that God is not an angry, judgmental God, but he is their loving father waiting for them to come home with arms wide open. That's our message. Come home to his love. And so every week, the hospitality team, we just roll out the red carpet. We give the VIP treatment to every new guest. In fact, I received this cool first-time uh, guest email last month. Listen to what she wrote. She said, it was my first time attending a church in the U.S. I'm from South Africa, and I'm in Morristown for the year to be an all pair for a beautiful family. I'm excited to meet new people, get closer to God through this experience. Walking into Liquid on Sunday gave me such a full feeling. Tears welled up in my eyes, and I felt like I was where? Home. On the other side of the world, she felt like home here. Thank you. I can't wait to come back again. Guys, every Sunday, that is awesome. That's a, that's a hospitality win. You understand this? Every Sunday is somebody's first Sunday. Did you remember your first Sunday? Like, you know, when you walked in, just think back when your first time at Liquid and you walked in and, and, you know, you looked around and you got this awkward feeling and you're like, who are all these cult members who drank the Kool-Aid? And then you saw somebody, a friendly face, they shook your hand, they gave you a program. Join the hospitality team if you're a people person, okay? We even feed our volunteers. Part of hospitality is actually feeding our volunteers every week. So foodies unite, all right? Media team, uh, lights, camera, action. Can we hear it for all our media people, technology folks? These are audio, vidding, lighting experts. Uh, if you like technology, uh, you are a photographer. You have a digital camera. We would love to have you serve. Graphic designers, audio engineers, you know we are very big on media, using that to communicate God's word. Media team, love to have you part of that. And then, of course, parking. We got to hear it for these guys. Parking, 
is key. It's not parking cars. It is making a first impression for Jesus by welcoming kids with a mouse hand, right? Kids, high four. We're trying to show that serving is actually fun and it's strategic. Did you know sociologists say that people take 10 minutes before they make a first impression? And our hospitality strategy really is to make the first impression in the parking lot before new guests even walk into the building. And so that means our new visitors, they're making judgments about the authenticity of God's love before one song is sung or one word is preached. So preaching begins in the parking lot. So if that's you, please join the parking team. Pray for people after the service. We have an incredible prayer team of warriors at every campus. Yeah. One of the blessings of our church is, and capacity issues, we get an ocean of hurting people who come through our doors every Sunday. We just see that as an incredible opportunity to pray with them, come alongside, encourage, and support them in their trials. So if you have a heart to like help people and encourage them, join the prayer team. And then finally, you may want to join the roadies, uh, I was going to say the, the Navy SEALs. That's who the roadies are. Can we hear for the roadies? They're the hardcore heavy lifters. They set up the stage, tear it down every single Sunday. Most rooms that we meet in, there's nothing in them. They arrive early, stay late. They are the Navy SEALs. We could not do it without them. And finally, Espanol. Can we hear it? Para mis hermanos y hermanas. Yes. Our Spanish-speaking population is growing very rapidly. Muy rápido. Okay, so if you are bilingual and you can help us, Dios te bendiga, please join the Spanish translation team. And then finally, our worship teams at every campus. These are, welcome Clint Taylor up here. Clint Taylor. Yes. Awesome. Not everybody knows this. Clint is joining us here in Morris County. Clint is actually the newly appointed worship director over all of our campuses. So you see all the teams. Yeah. Very, very exciting to have Clint. And Clint, I'll be honest, signing up today, I feel like this is my chance. God is calling me to use my singing gifts to yeah. bless the congregation. Uh, well, you know the apostles, they stuck to preaching, and I think you're killing it. <laughs> that was very graceful yeah, of you. Yeah. That was very, yeah. very graceful. Grace wins, yeah. Okay. Uh, I do see, notice on the, on the program with worship, it does say there's an audition required. How does that work? Yes, yes. As a matter of fact, this spring we're hosting open auditions at all of our locations. Uh, so if that's you, if you're interested, we would love it if you would come and share your gift with us. Awesome. Can we thank Clint Taylor for his leadership? Grateful for Clint. Guys, this is your, your, your campus dream team. And leaders, I just want to thank you so much for your investment. Uh, li literally, you are the heartbeat of our church. And I'm going to actually ask you to head out to the lobby right now because people are going to pour out of your campus. Go ahead. You guys head, head out to the lobby. Um, get ready to meet people. In the next 90 seconds, people are going to come on out and meet up with you. Um, as they head out, can we just thank our dream team members at every campus? They do an incredible job. They really do. Incredible. Just if you can go to your team rooms at your campus, get set up. In about three minutes, we're dismissing. People are going to come talk to you. But guys, I really hope um, you, you catch the vision. You know, just like Jesus picked a dream team of 12 to, to preach the gospel, and then that team of 12, they recruited a dream team to, to, to wait tables, yeah? Guys, we are inviting every single one of you to get out of your seat today, get a new t-shirt, and join the dream team at your campus. We're going to end the service early, actually right now, so that you can go out and find the team that fits you. Find a t-shirt that fits you. We have XXL. It's okay. Down to XS. And I guaranteed, here's, here's my promise. You will have fun because you're going to serve alongside some of the finest people in the state of New Jersey, really. And here's my promise. We will not burn you out. I think some people sometimes were like, oh, no, if I sign up, I'm going to get the life sucked out of me, you know, kind of thing. You are not locked in for life. 
Can we say it together? I am not locked in for life. We will not burn you out, okay? We were going to feed you and take good care of you. And at your campus, on the back, if you flip over that menu, is a map that shows where all these teams are located when we dismiss you. We're going to use these last 15 minutes for you. You don't have to wait till you get home to sign up. You don't have to go to liquidchurch.com. We're ending the service right now so you can go out and talk to the dream team leaders at your campus. Now, parents, note something. Do not go pick your kids up early right now and head out to lunch because they're not done, okay? We're letting you out 15 minutes early. We're giving you that buffer time, but not your kids. We want you to go to the team's room, then you go pick up your kids. Guys, this is a historic moment kind of in the life of our church. We are at like an inflection point, and it's spring. And I think one of the things that spring signals is that some of you who have, we're so glad you're here. You're like been coming and sitting and enjoying and receiving. But spring also means that it's time for some people who are sitting down, that this is the moment God is calling you to actually stand up and step up and take responsibility and join the team of Christ followers who are making God's dream for New Jersey come to life. Not just say, oh, I go to that church. Actually today say, I am that church. I am part of them, amen? So an all hands on deck moment in the life of our church, guys. This spring, it is crucial that we have every able-bodied man, woman, and student, high schoolers, we need you, active in serving at your campus on Sunday, using your gift to build the body of Christ because teamwork makes God's dream work. Amen? Let's pray right now, and then your campus leader is going to give instructions to go out and meet your team leaders. Father God, I ask your blessing now. We praise you, God. We give gratitude. Father, that you would send your son, Jesus Christ, to be a servant. Father, that he would wash feet, God, and he would lay down his life for us. God, fill us right now, not with guilt, but just overflowing gratitude for what you've done for us, Lord. What you're doing in the whole world to redeem the whole world, Father, and do it through us. We're imperfect, we're flawed, but you've called us, you've filled us with the Holy Spirit. Father God, I pray for courage right now for men and women who are thinking, I don't know if I have time for this. Father, confirm in them, that's your Holy Spirit speaking to them. Their life is going to be different because they're pouring it into something eternal. The church is the only thing that lasts forever. Father God, we are so excited for your vision for our church. But I pray right now as you mobilize us, we'll do it all for the glory of Jesus Christ. In God's name we pray, amen.